Hey everyone, this is Michael Winters from EdSurge bringing you another EdSurge Extra podcast. Last week, Betsy sent me a note saying that a team from Sanima Learning would be visiting our office. Now, if you live in the United States like I do, you might not have heard of Sanima Learning. I know that I hadn't, but I, I did a little bit of research and it turns out that Sanima is a powerhouse in blended learning in Europe. The company is based in Finland, and their CEO, John Martin, sat down with Betsy to discuss blended learning in Europe and all things education from Finland. It was a pretty interesting chat about education outside of the U.S., so we're just going to let it play. All right, here we go. Hello, this is Betsy Corcoran, CEO of EdSurge. Today, I'm really pleased to bring you a special out-of-town guest. John Martin, CEO of Sanama Learning from Helsinki, Finland, is here with us on the podcast, and we are thrilled to have him. Welcome, John. Great to be here today. Thank you. Thank you so much for coming. Um, I w- I've got to share the secret. We have totally kidnapped John. He came in to just chat with Ed Surge and learn a little bit about Silicon Valley, and we said, guess what? You're our next podcast guest. <laughs> um, so, John, why don't we start? You guys are an absolute powerhouse in Europe. Tell us a little bit about Sanima Learning, what you're doing in Europe, and actually how big you are. Okay, very good. So, yes, we're one of Europe's leading education companies. Uh, we serve about 10 million pupils and about a million teachers every day in Northern Europe. Um, we believe that the teacher is the killer app in education. Um, we're known internationally for two reasons. The first reason is that we're a leader in some of the world's best education systems. We're very strongly the market leader in Finland, for example, but also number one and number two in Belgium, the Netherlands, Sweden, and Poland. These are some of the world's best education systems. The second thing that we're known for is that we're a front runner on the digital transformation. So we come from printed textbooks. We've been transforming um, to digital very strongly as our markets have gone digital. Um, So uh, today uh, we have revenues of about 300 million uh, euros. Of that, about 50 million euros are pure play digital and about 100 million euros play in the multi-channel model. And this probably makes us about 10 times bigger than our closest peers in Europe in terms of digital penetration. And at the same time, I think I would make the case that we might be Europe, continental Europe's biggest edtech player in the K through 12 space. That's pretty amazing. Now, we we were talking earlier, and you made the point that you are one of the probably the, one of the dominant companies in Finland. And in America, we have a little bit of Finnish envy. We have to say in the education system. Tell us a little bit about what what you're doing in Finland, the product that you offer there, and how it's changing over the next couple of years. So basically there are a few things happening in Finland at the moment, and we just got a new government by the way, and obviously education is driven by uh, ministers, so that that could change in the next few years. But a couple of things are happening. So the first one is the system is getting increasingly digital. In fact, although uh, although Finland is possibly the world's best education system today, it's not especially digital. So should it be? I mean, I got to stop you there. It, it's at the top of the rankings. Uh, a lot of us wonder, well, you know, shouldn't we be more like Finland rather, rather than making Finland more like us? I think the jury's out on that, in fact. Uh, I think the reason that Finnish education is so excellent is that they have the best teachers in the world. And what we, we believe that the teacher, the teacher is the killer app in education. And what we do is to create solutions that really help teachers to excel in their profession. And there are a few things that are changing in that market at the moment. The first one is the market is getting increasingly digital as society gets more digital. 
And at the same time, we have a new curriculum coming into the market in the year 2016, and a part of that curriculum has now a new angle to it. So a part of that is becoming what's called phenomenon-based learning, which could be a little bit like project-based learning. Talk, talk a little bit more about that, phenomenon-based learning. What does that really mean? Though? So probably in the same way that your system works, at, at the moment, most of our lessons are taught through subjects, chemistry, physics, and so forth. And that will continue in the future, but a part of the curriculum will become phenomenon-based. And for example, that you would have a segment or a set of lessons which would deal with a phenomenon, um, global warming, something which would cross a number of different subjects. And that clearly influences the way that the lessons are taught and influences the resources that are required in, in order to teach those lessons as well. For example, um, in such a, such a subject, you would need to use resources that come from multiple subjects of the past, and there's increasing um, uh, need to share those resources and to fish in a pool a database of resources to find the right thing. So it influences the tools. It also requires that the materials are more digital to make that possible. It sounds like you can't actually do phenomenon-based learning unless the resources are digital. I think you could do it in that way, but it would just be more efficient to do it through digital. Mm -hmm. You also have a learning platform called Bingle. I think Bingle. it got a big award recently. Tell yes, us a little so bit about London, that. Yes, so in London we won the International Excellence Award in, uh, in, uh, in London. We're yeah. extremely proud of it. Bingle has been a huge success for us in Belgium. Remind us what Bingle is. So Bingle is basically a storified, gamified homework engine. It gets bundled with our learning methods and the usage has been quite phenomenal. So uh, basically 75% of all pupils in primary education in Belgium use our platform today. The usage has been quite massive. It's quite simple to use. I think simplicity is so important in education. I think simplicity is the critical factor. Um, it has been extremely engaging for pupils to learn. It's helped us to grow our business, and it's actually one of the first products that we've been able to internationalize. So we've taken it from Flanders in the north of Belgium. We've taken that to Wallonia. And this year we've also taken it to Sweden, and next year it will go to Finland. Is Bingle going to have a phenomenon-based approach? Is it useful for that? Bingle could indeed be used in a phenomenon-based way, because essentially people buy printed textbooks for a certain subject, but the Blink Bingle platform itself is multi-subject, so mm -hmm. we can use Bingle to deal with the phenomenon-based approach. But you're not in the U.S. yet with Bingle, is that right? I d we don't have plans to come to the U.S. You don't have plans to come to the U.S. at all with Bingle? There are other dynamics in this market, uh, there are other players, um, we're very good in Northern Europe, we see lots of opportunities there. Okay, all right, we'll, we'll be that way, we'll go over to overseas if we want to play with Bingle, so there, <laughs> how do you like that? Uh, and um, uh, one or two last questions, you've been on tour this week in Silicon Valley, do you see anything that you'd like to bring home with you? We've had a lot of inspiration, oh, um, you move very quick here, um, you think a lot more about platforms. Um, you put um, generating reach very high on the, the value creation agenda. Um, we've met some super talented people. There are some things that we've seen that where we might like to partner with. Mm -hmm. um, I'd like, rather not say at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well when you're ready to say that, or maybe even before you are, we hope that uh, you'll talk to us about that. Hey, one more thing. We, we were talking before with some of your colleagues 
and they talked a little bit about how you work with teachers and in particular you talked about having a, a network of reference schools. Tell us what a network of reference schools means for you. Well the two things I'd like to say, I'd like to go back one stage. So all of our learning resources are made by teachers for teachers. Mm -hmm. So we employ about 1600 people uh, in, in Europe. Many of them are instructional designers but we work very, very closely with authors. And they're teachers who sit in schools, they understand how schools really work, and they design for the local environment. And I think this is maybe one of the differences with how uh, some of the things go in Silicon Valley, where you often get people who are tech-driven, and they come with ideas which are coming from technology, but they often miss the connection with reality. We believe the teacher is the killer app in education. We use teachers, design, our solutions. They're made by teachers for teachers. So we design using teachers and then before we launch them we use a network of schools to test them and then we get the feedback from the schools and we improve them and then we launch them. Terrific. Well that sounds like a lean startup approach to me so even if we're calling it something different we think the approach sounds terrific. Good. John thank you so much for joining me in the luxurious uh, Ed Surge <laughs> studio here uh, and uh, we hope that you'll be back. Great thanks a lot. Betsy. All right. A big thanks to John for coming into the studio, and thanks to you for listening to the Ed Surge podcast. I'm Michael Winters. We'll see you next time.